Rabbit, rabbit, and good morning to you. It is the 1st of March, coming in like a sleepy and mellow lion here in New York City, under bright skies and moderating cold. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. Let's skip the headline on the lead story on the front page of today's New York Times for a second and jump straight to the story itself. Dateline Jerusalem. Israeli forces opened fire on Thursday as a crowd gathered near a convoy of aid trucks in Gaza City in a chaotic scene in which scores were killed and injured, according to Gazan officials and the Israeli military, which attributed most of the deaths to a stampede. For once in this war, there was basic agreement about something, which was that Israeli troops opened fire on a crowd of people who had gathered for food relief. Yet somehow, with both sides attesting to this clear fact, the Times came up with a blurry headline. Scores killed in Gaza after desperate crowd gathers at food trucks. That's the top headline. A passive voice construction of killed, where no one did the killing, and a news writer's vague use of after, to juxtapose events in lieu of explaining the relationship between them, and no mention of the shooting. That shows up in the subhead, but only held at arm's length. Accounts of stampede and Israeli gunfire. Accounts of Israeli gunfire conveys that the Israeli gunfire is in doubt, that it's someone's say-so. But the Israeli military itself says it shot the crowd. It claims extenuating circumstances, says that the stampede came first, maintains that the crowd of unarmed people menaced an Israeli tank. But that stuff's details. They affirm and corroborate that they did point their guns at the crowd and shoot. An Israeli military spokesperson did tangle that around into saying, we did not fire on those seeking aid despite the accusations but the crowd had gathered to get aid, and he confirmed that the military shot at it. The Times handled it better than the Washington Post, whose front page says, chaotic aid delivery in Gaza turns deadly, as if the food trucks were shooting people. Subheads say, Israel blames stampede by crowd. Palestinians say IDF gunfire killed at least 100, which is even more explicitly than the Times, combing apart the story into the dueling details to ignore the agreed-upon fact at the center of it which is, again, that the Israel Defense Forces fired into a crowd. Back to the Times, the second paragraph reads, Although accounts from officials on each side differed, the deaths of so many people who were surrounding a convoy carrying food in a part of Gaza where starvation is rampant reflected the desperation and spiraling lawlessness in the territory after Israel's ground invasion and threatened to derail ceasefire talks. Spiraling lawlessness is a really interesting turn of phrase. Is the spiraling lawlessness the part where people swarmed a food truck and tried to take something to eat? Or the part where the military forces that have been indiscriminately killing civilians for four months opened fire on a crowd? There are laws, and then there are laws. Elsewhere on page one of the Times, a million acres of Texas have gone up in smoke as the oil industry's global warming sent wildfires raging through the cattle industry's grasslands. Down below the fold, cuts to free preschool have parents scrambling, a story about how in New York, the incompetent and surly administration of Mayor Eric Adams is choking off the expansion of a useful city program. Inside the paper, on the page facing the jump, is the news that the FBI raided two homes yesterday belonging to Key Adams fundraiser and Asian community liaison Winnie Greco. The feds also reportedly searched the offices of the New World Mall in Flushing, the locus of some of the more brazen alleged straw donor schemes run by the Adams campaign. Obligatory boilerplate from the Times. It was unclear what the investigation was focused on, 
or whether it was related to Mr. Adams, who has been the subject of a separate criminal inquiry by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan. At this point, the wait for somebody to finally slap some cuffs on Eric Adams may be more annoying than the wait for Donald Trump to finally go on trial on any of his criminal charges. This raid on this Adams fundraiser, the Times reports, was carried out under the auspices of federal prosecutors from the Eastern District of New York, not to be confused with the raid last year on a different Adams fundraiser under the auspices of federal prosecutors from the Southern District. Who will do something about it first? Will anyone? Will we get a new mayor in here before preschool starts in the fall? Who knows? Speaking of the Trump delays, an entire page inside the paper is devoted to them. At the bottom of the page, the Times checks in on Trump's would-be trial for mishandling classified documents, the one that's in the hands of Trump-appointed Judge Aileen Cannon, who seems to have been doing everything she can to delay and impede it. Here, the Times is looking at the question of why Trump's lawyers suddenly dropped their request to delay the trial until after the election and asked Cannon to give them a trial date in August. One possibility, the Times writes, was that the lawyers, by proposing to spend much of late summer and early fall in court on the classified documents case, were seeking to prevent the former president's other federal trial on charges of plotting to subvert the 2020 election from being held before voters make their choice. So now a Trump judge could block two Trump prosecutions at once. In other Trump judge news, Adam Liptak seemed as fed up with the Supreme Court as you can get in the news columns. In a news analysis piece, he writes, There comes a point, just as Felix Frankfurter wrote in 1949, where this court should not be ignorant as judges of what we know as men. The Supreme Court's decision on Wednesday to schedule arguments in April to consider former President Donald J. Trump's argument that he is immune from prosecution seemed colored by the lack of that perspective. A slightly roundabout way of saying that the Supreme Court is playing dumb to protect Trump from going on trial before the election. That is the news, augmented by the background call of a northern cardinal. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. Enjoy your weekend and your new month, and if all goes well, we will talk again on Monday. Flaming Hydra. What are we calling the Flaming Hydra podcast? We have all these people. I would like to, as many of them to like show up and say something as possible. Like, Tom, do you have other ideas about like what would be the most fun? Going around makes the most sense. It also gives you the opportunity to include the word roundtable, the Flaming yeah, Hydra Weekly Roundtable podcast. Flaming Hydra Roundtable. I like it too. Flaming Hydra Roundtable podcast. Round podcast table. I was like, eh, podcast, you know, but then everybody's like super into it. Then why, why not? not? The Flaming Hydra Roundtable. Flaminghydra.com. F-L-A-M-I-N. N-G-H-Y-D-R-A dot com. <laughs> <laughs>